The Coach's Roundtable is brought to you by Between the Lines. Between the Lines offers online training with current minor league affiliates from the comfort of your own home through online technology. With their coaching, watch your skills and money increase due to no longer needing to drive to get training. For more information, go to betweenthelines.pro. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Coaches Roundtable Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a few coaches who are going to discuss and give us some insight into the game that we love and enjoy. So, enough for me. Let's get to know our coaches, and we'll start with you first, Coach Floyd. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to lately. Awesome. Uh, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, my name's Kyle Floyd. I'm an assistant baseball coach at Kaskaskia College in Centralia, Illinois. It's a NJCAA Division One program. Um, I started my coaching career at my alma mater at Lincoln Memorial University. I, got, I coached there one year as a grad assistant, um, then moved on to the University of South Carolina Upstate, a Division One member um, in the Atlanta Sun Conference. We actually changed conferences my third year there to the Big South Conference. I love my time there. Um, then spent this past year at Eastern Illinois University, Division One school in the Ohio Valley Conference. Um, and then now I'm here at Kaskaskia College. Um, what we've been up to lately, um, just trying to develop guys, get guys on campus. So, um, I was hired a little bit late um, in September. And so we kind of took on the recruiting time head on. You know, we've been out, you know, contacting guys, trying to get guys on campus, getting offers in their hands left and right, um, as well as, you know, getting to know my team. You know, obviously it's my first year here. So getting to know how their bodies move and how the athlete works and, and you know, trying to see what they can get up to. And not only – seeing them, but talking to other schools about that. I think that's the first thing that's kind of new to this program and this side of the baseball is re-recruiting our guys and contacting coaches left and right about our guys. And, you know, lately we've been up to, we had our fall world series this past weekend. Um, it was very, very competitive. I actually was the home plate umpire for game three. And obviously I botched a couple calls there, but um, it was pretty cool to see the competitiveness of our guys. And we actually had our we actually had a fall scrimmage against Lakeland Community College as well this past week. So it was kind of cool to see, you know, all the COVID rules and restrictions, you know, kind of that goes into the game um, and being able to compete against somebody else. So that's kind of what we've been up to lately um, as a staff. What about you, Coach Bancy? What have you been up to? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, you know, my name is... Coach Brady Vance, I'm a, an assistant uh, coach and recruiting coordinator here at Viterbo University in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh, we're an NAI institution, and um, this is my third year with the program. Uh, started college uh, coaching about seven years ago at, at a Division three junior college called Western Tech here in La Crosse as well, um, and then spent two seasons in South Dakota at Dakota State University before coming back here to Viterbo. Uh, for Viterbo, um, this is my uh, you know alma mater as well. I, I played and graduated from here, so it's nice to be back and uh, you know coaching with with the staff. Um, from our standpoint, you know we just finished up fall ball as well. Um, we finished up about a week ago with our fall World Series. Um, the, the way our program works, though, we have the assistant coaches draft teams, and you know not to toot my own horn, but I'm two and zero on the World Series the last two years, so doing pretty well there. Um, as well, you know, we're, we're kind of in the thick of recruiting, getting kids on campus, um, you know, working through all the COVID protocols and, and doing the best that we can to, to work on that. Um, the only thing that new is, is going on, we, we procured a new indoor facility off campus, so we're working to get that up to, 
up to date and up to speed for our guys so we can get into there this winter. Awesome. We're glad to have you on, guys. And so we'll start with this first question with you first, Coach Bands. What is the craziest thing that you've ever witnessed at a baseball game? You know what? Actually, I, I really try to think about this one. You know, when, you, when you've been around the game for so long, you know, there's, there's probably little things that you've witnessed that, you know, are just, you know, out of this world. And the one thing that I, that I got to see live that just kind of showed the, the competitive nature of baseball was uh, in 2019, I was at the College World Series and I was uh, at the Louisville Vanderbilt game with Luke Smith pitching for Louisville. And it was the game where he was John a little bit uh, late in the game and, and Vandy uh, came back and walked it off there in that next inning. But, uh, you know, it wasn't anything like so out of the ordinary. It was just, you know, to be in that atmosphere and watch these kids play. Um, and I happened to be there with some buddies of mine. And it was just, uh, it was one of those things that make your competitive juices flow. And I really enjoyed watching that from a, from a baseball fan standpoint. What about you, Coach Floyd? What's the craziest thing you've ever witnessed at a baseball game? Mine's will be a little different than his. Um, you know, I think that's something that one of his points was actually pretty cool to see. You know, as if you're watching that on TV, you think it's kind of over, overdone. But, you know, the competitive flows, if you actually watch a baseball game, I think that's so true. You know, it's kind of in the ordinary. But um, the craziest thing that I've ever seen is actually there was a rundown one time where the actual put out in the scorebook actually had all nine guys actually getting a part of the rundown. You know, I think that's something when I was talking to my head coach at the time, that's something that he's never seen. He was in the game for 40 years. Um, it was kind of a crazy play. Um, the ball kind of dropped in the outfield when they didn't think it was going to, which forced a throw to the plate, which led the outfielders in into the infield. And, you know, they actually got a double play out of it um, with all nine guys touching the ball. So I think that's pretty unique. Awesome. Good stuff. And that will really dive into the baseball insight part of the questions. And I'll start with you first, Coach Floyd. When recruiting players, what is something unique that you do that could help other coaches listening? Well, I think, you know, I think we, we do two different things that are kind of unique. Um, I think one maybe not be unique, but it's just kind of how we run our program. And I think that's allowing our guys and our recruits to to really find out who we are. Um, I think that's one thing that that players can see kind of through all the nonchalant that other coaches do in terms of trying to be more preppy. You know, I, I tell our recruits all the time, you know, it's a two-way street for us. You know, I think, you know, we have to be real with who we are as a person, not only out of baseball, but in baseball. You know, I think that allows them to get a trust bond between us in terms of our recruiting style. I think another thing that's unique for us is that we actually like to FaceTime a lot of different people when we call them. Um, I think not only can you read body language, um, and I think that's a big thing for them as well, but I just don't want us to be just a voice. Um, I think they want, recruits want somebody that can actually be a person that they can go to all the time um, as a coach. Because um, I think the more that a kid can trust you on the recruiting tail, you know, I think is, is a better chance and a higher percentage of them to come to your campus. Because, um, you know, I think I tell recruits all the time, too, you know, when they when they go on a visit, you know, they're going to see all the highs of it. They're going to see the baseball field. They're going to see all the facilities. They're going to see a good day. You know, the day's always going to be about them, which it should be. But at the same time, they have to understand that, you know, the day to day process isn't always going to be as as shiny and as, you know, almost perfect as as a visit day would be. 
So I think having that face time with them, you know, being able to really focus on the personal side of things with them, you know, I think is something that we do that's kind of a little bit unique with getting on to FaceTime, getting them in front of us via Zoom, you know, something that's a little bit different than, than normal people do. What about you, Coach Vance? What's something unique that you guys do when recruiting players that a coach that's listening to this could benefit from hearing? Yeah, so from our standpoint, you know, there was nothing that really stuck out to me as super unique. Um, I do agree, like, we really try to do a lot of face-to-face -face time with with the student-athletes on campus. You know, prior to coming on today, I, I met a kid um, on campus on a Sunday afternoon, which is generally not the norm, um, but, you know, that worked with his schedule and, you know, just trying to be as flexible as possible. Um, looking at our institution, we're – we're not the most cost-effective option. So, you know, when kids are, are looking at us, um, you know, I, I try to be as flexible as possible with my schedule and to help accommodate when, when they're able to visit. Um, you know, and we really try to connect them with, with current players. You know, if that's, you know, underclassmen or upperclassmen, being able to give them not just the coach speak of what a day-to-day -day is like, but what can the players give them? You know, can they give them some honest opinions on, on what they're – you know what their life as a as a college baseball player is going to look like at the turbo. So we really try to connect them with players um, to give them the honest feedback that you know that they're looking for. Awesome stuff so far, guys. And so we'll transition with this question. I'll start with you first, Coach Vance. What are some things you guys do in the off season to help improve your players? Yeah. So. And to help our players, you know, I think we really got to look to to improve ourselves. So I'm a big follower of the ABCA, taking part in their in their annual convention. I've I've taken part in some barnstorming events. As I've been uh, been able to actually teach some of the segments as well within that. Um, I think being able to continuously learn is is only going to benefit your players and program as a whole. Um, and then I continue to play. You know, I, I get to be around these college guys in the summer if we're you know, we're pretty fortunate in Minnesota and Wisconsin to have a pretty um, elaborate town ball system. You know, between the two states, there's like 500 teams. And, you know, I play against these, some of these guys that stay in the, you know, stay around the area in the summer. So I, I really like to compete um, and continue to try to have that, that uh, same pulse as the players are going on with. What about you, Coach Floyd? What are some of the things you guys do in the offseason to help improve your players? I think, you know, Coach hit it specifically on point. I think the first thing you have to do is be able to continue learning. You know, I think this game is ever-evolving. Even since I've been in the game, you know, the, the ability to access information has been huge for us. Um, I think there's, there's multiple ways. Um, I think you have to be in talks with other programs and other – professional development guys that allow you to to check in with them and I, I think if like you know like most people say if if you're not consistently learning you're you're losing you're behind the eight ball and I don't think any program wants that um, from a standpoint from us you know we're able to go to the I-70 clinics um, I've, I've been in the ABCA like coach said for a while too as well um, I think that's something you have to ever learn and I think really testing your ideas is, is a big thing as well you know I've coached summer ball a lot and, and being able to talk to to other guys about their programs and what makes them succeed you know i think it's something that's good because in summer ball man you know you're just another cog in the tire 
Um, you know, I think you're you're just there to, to hopefully help them get better, but at the same time, you're not there being able to fully change what they do. Um, and I think being able to learn from guys in summer baseball allows you to not only see how your flaws are, are as a coach, but how other people's coaching ideas and other people's philosophy and other people's warm-up training drills all help transpire these athletes are in front of you. You know, because I think from a standpoint of learning, you know, getting as many questions, answers that you can. I, and I don't know if you'll ever get all your, you know, questions answered, but I think getting as many entities and as many thoughts into your bucket allows you to pull a lot of different things and see a lot of different success. Cause everybody, for example, I'm the hitting guy um, here, you know, everybody swings differently. Everybody's movements differently. Everybody, how they think is differently. Um, and, and being able to achieve the, a way of success, you know, can come from many different entities within that bucket. Awesome, awesome stuff, guys. And so we'll start this next question with you, Coach Floyd, and it's this. What are some of your favorite things to do with your players at practice? Yeah, um, you know, one of my favorite things, honestly, and I know this is going to sound almost cliche, um, but... I think one of the main things I love to do with my guys is to make sure that they're showing high energy. And I think one of the ways we do it is that we allow them to have a speaker at any time, whether we are in our indoor facility or we are out of the field and let them play music. You know, I think that they're going to enjoy practice a little bit more when they have very high energy and positive vibes. Um, uh, one of the main things offensively that we really like to do um, is to get the machine workout. I'm big into machine, um, being able to hit, replicate the speed of the baseball that you're going to see and replicate the spin um, is, is one thing that I really like. We have a, a bunch of movement patterns that we do in decel programs um, that I like to translate with them guys. Um, you know, our BP is very structured and it's not structured in the case of what you're doing inside the cage, but it's actually really structured on how, what you're doing outside the cage. Um, I'm very big in the timing, obviously, you know, if you can't time, you can't hit. Um, so we spend a lot of times just timing, even our BP pitchers, um, that's something I really like. Also, as well, you know, we time our bullpens a lot. Um, we talk about that all the time. Um, and, and so around, if you ever get a chance to watch RBP, um, especially when one guy's in the cage, majority of the work actually is on the outside of the cage. Um, defensively, we love doing 27 outs. Um, I think that's something that's really high. We always put a stopwatch on it. I um, mean, it's always going to be the, the quickest runner that we can find. Um, and the reason why that is, is we want to be able to train to the max intensity that we can be able to do in games. Um, so when there is a quick runner, we've already had the confidence to be able to make sure that we have time to make the plays. Um, and we invoke double play balls in that as well. Um, we'll have 27 outs a couple of days where it's just double play balls on the infield. Um, that way it can create the turns that are needed to be made and be able to shore up arm angles and, and be able to make sure our feet are in the right place and being very active on the infield. Um, I think it also allows us to do a couple things in the outfield in terms of being able to chase down balls as quick as we can. Um, we do a thing also um, we call double trouble, which is I got from my head coach, Matt Fincher, is every ball in BP is a double, um, and, and we run it out, and you separate into teams um, to make it competitive. And if you get the ball to second base in time, the run doesn't count. Um, if the kid gets to second base, it's a run. If the kid gets to third, it's two runs, and if a kid hits it out, um, it's, it's three runs. So there, there's obviously some competitiveness in there. Um, you know, there's negative for errors. There's negative for bad base running. There's negative for many different things that go on in that situation as well. 
But what it allows to is, is to be competitive. And I think we do that a lot in many different drills. You know, I think there's always going to be a winner and loser, obviously, in the game of baseball. But, you know, it's the same way in life. You know, you know, you get rewarded for winning. And, you know, I think that's something that we try to transpire to our kids. What about you, Coach Pants? What are some of your guys' favorite things to do with your players at practice? Yeah, no, I definitely agree on the, the idea of the music. You know, we, we try to keep it a pretty laid-back atmosphere when, when we're at practice, if it's like mass BP days, um, you know, guys in shorts, things like that. Um, really simple stuff, but guys do appreciate it. Um, some of the things that we also, we, we definitely love to invite, you know, former alums, other coaches in the area, if they happen to be coming through, if they, they want to just come watch practice or, or you know, take part in, you know, giving some feedback on a specific day. Um, we really, you know, enjoy having other voices coming in and just giving their, you know, you know, expertise or their opinions to some guys. So having, having alumni around is definitely a, um, something that we enjoy with, with the guys. Um, and then, you know, little things like within the practice structure, you know, we all love baseball, but we also enjoy, you know, intermingling some other sports within our, in our day, specifically generally in, in conditioning activities, you know, if it's, you know, running wide receiver routes and throwing footballs or baseballs. Um, when we get inside, we, we generally shoot free throws and things like that as a, as a positive or negative, make a free throw, don't have to run miss a shot everyone got to run so we try to incorporate little things like that just to mix up practice a little bit and and show what kind of athletes these baseball guys have all right this next question is going to lead to some interesting answers and i'll start with you first coach Bantz. during games are there anything in particular that maybe you or your team focuses on or charts you know, I believe we we probably chart a lot of the a lot of similar things that a lot of programs do. Um, first pitch strikes, you know, QABs, things like that. Ones that I personally like to to chart. Um, I love the the free nineties. You know, I'm a pitcher by trade, um, so the walks and hit by batters. Um, but I also like like dirt ball reads from an offensive standpoint. You know, are there areas that watching a game could we have we have gotten that extra 90 feet um did we miss an opportunity there no because i think from a from a pitching standpoint and an offensive standpoint that's a big determining factor of a what could win a game what could lose a game um so i like to see if, if we're winning that that free 90 battle against our opponent or not so that's something i, I really enjoy charting And what about you, Coach Floyd? Is there anything during games that maybe you in particular focus on or your team does or maybe you guys chart? Yeah, we uh, we may chart more actually than anybody else in the nation. Um, and, and the reason why we do that is because we want individualized plans on how we can get better, um, not only as a team factor, but as well as, like I said, individually. Um, free 90s are a big one. Um, dirt ball reads are a big one that we do. You know, I think there's regular charts like most people, whether it's, you know, your UCLA charts with the pitcher or, you know, what are they throwing in terms of pitch count to pitchers being charted from everything from velocity to whether they walk the first guy in the inning. You know, if they get the first out in the inning, how many pitches? Obviously, you know, most programs do that. Um, the special ones for us, we actually chart what the pitch is um, per count. Also, we actually do what the actual ball did. So, for example, if 
you know, a guy swings at a breaking ball in the dirt, you know, we're actually going to say that the ball that was pitched was a ball. Um, but, you know, he obviously got a swinging strike out of it. So we're able to see the percentages of when we're actually swinging at the ball that actually is in the zone and when a ball is actually out of the zone. Um, because if, if somebody is a heavy fastball guy, but is swinging outside the zone on some breaking balls, that's something that we need to know as a coaching staff so we can be able to learn and, and develop these guys into getting that guy on a curveball machine, being able to see more spin more often. Um, but it also allows us to see our hard hit percentages and be able to see if we have to pinch hit a guy, if there's a left-handed breaking ball guy that tends to throw more breaking balls or right-handed firm fastball, you know, who's, who's our guys that can have higher percentages of that? Um, because I mean, it's, it's our jobs as coaches to not only prepare these guys, but to hopefully have a strategy that'll help us win the game. Um, so that way we just allow the players to get in there and just play. Um, I think that's one thing. And we also do a catching one. That's pretty unique. We, we chart everything from every dirt ball that is there to, you know, every pitch that we caught for a strike that we thought was a ball to the other ones where, you know, we thought that pitch was a strike to where we kind of dragged out the ball, which would be a ball does um, well to as pop times consistently every inning to what our footwork is. You know, it, there's many different things that we tend to chart. And one of the reasons why we tend to chart a lot is just to make sure that our guys are locked in. Uh, I think the spring, you know, there's a lot of highs and lows and, and it can get very, very long. But if you have guys charting the whole time, you're able to see that their buy-in tends to go up a little bit more and it allows them to be coached. You know, they can, they can coach and help out the team as, you know, a, a bench guy. And I think that's something that's important. You know, I think you have to have the investment from the guys on the bench, you know, to be invested into the lineup just in case, you know, they get a chance to come in. Or if somebody sees a chart where, you know, a guy's throwing a 2-0 breaking ball 80% of the time, he can go up to him up to the hitters and tell them, hey, man, like we got to be able to make this adjustment really quick. Um, and I think that allows our guys to have a little bit of accountability during that standpoint as well. Great stuff so far, guys. And we'll wrap it all up with this question right here. We'll start with you first, Coach Vance. What is the best coaching advice you've ever received? So, you know, the one that really stuck out to me, and it's probably a, a phrase that many people have heard, but it's be where your feet are, you know, really kind of, you know, putting your best foot forward, just, you know, where you currently are at. Um, when I was early on, not just in coaching, but just in my professional career outside of baseball, you know, I was always looking for that next opportunity, uh, if it's bigger and better or whatever, you know, the situation is. and. I had yet to prove anything on, on where I currently was. So, you know, that's something that I've really learned um, and, and grown with here in the last handful of years um, to really appreciate where you're at right now um, because you never know when that opportunity may go away. Um, so that, that right there has been my uh, kind of my guiding force in regards to not just baseball, but just professionally as well, uh, you know, in my day-to-day in my -day job. And we'll wrap it all up right here with you, Coach Floyd. What is the best coaching advice that you've ever received? I think for me, you know, it it was it's just be yourself. Um, I think there's a lot of time where you see a lot of these guys at bigger places, and, and you know, you get to the point where you want to be there, um, and, and you know, so you try to act like somebody else. But I think players can see right through that. You know, I think for me, you know, Matt Fincher, 
told me when he first got me in his office at the University of South Carolina Upstate to tell me just, hey, man, be yourself because these kids will learn to trust you from that standpoint. You know, I'm a high energy guy. Um, my players tend to call me a little bit crazy, but, um, you know, I think that I think if I was any other way than myself, you know, I don't think I could be fully good at this coaching thing. And I'm not saying I have all the answers by any means. But, you know, I think there's a there's a current investment when you can when players can see your personality. And, you know, I think I think players enjoy being around a guy that that shows his true colors um, and don't try to be the full professional side all the time. Because um, I think because like I tell guys all the time, it's a two way street. You know, I, I, I care about these guys and I care about their families and I want to know how they do and I want to make sure they're all right. And what that allows them to do is just be able to get a guy that can talk day-to-day -day processes with them. And it doesn't even have to be about baseball. You know, it can be about life or classes or relatively anything. But I think being yourself, no matter what, is going to allow you to have happiness in the game. Because like you said, man, you know, there's always going to be bigger and better opportunities no matter where you are. Um, you know, whether that's in the collegiate game or that's in professional baseball, whatever there is. But, you know, being yourself for that time, I think it's going to be more rewarding than trying to achieve somebody else's spotlight. That wraps it up for the Coaches Roundtable podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. If you would be interested in being part of an episode yourself, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at Coach Crato, K-R-A-T-O. Thank you.